This is Not Your Average Bucket List by Only In Your State, a podcast about exploring the hidden gems right in your own backyard. Okay, so this season, Not Your Average Bucket List, we're talking about local lore and legends. So for anybody that's joining us for the first time, shame on you because we're halfway through the season. <laughs> um, no, but for real. So this season, we've talked a lot state by state about different creatures, animals. We've discussed Mothman in West Virginia. We've briefly mentioned Skunk Ape in Florida. So all of these creatures go by the name of cryptids. The word cryptid is referencing a creature that is believed to exist without significant proof. Yeah. And cryptozoology and all of the associated, you know, <clears throat> research around it is just that. It's not so much a m- there's a fine line I think between a cryptid and a mythical creature because you could reference things say from religious texts or just like local legends and say like like a like a golem or a jinn and that is that leans more towards I, I think away from cryptid and more yeah. mythology. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's the skunk apes, yeti, um Mothman, Chupacabra, stuff like that, that is considered a cryptid. Yeah. So first of all, researching this episode, I was really heartbroken to find out, I don't know this late in life, that Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, that photo was not real and admitted by the person that took it that it was a setup. And so I was looking, I was looking at it. So sorry that that happened to you. (laughs) That is truly dreams are shattered. There's always champion Chessie and all the other ones though. (laughs) You never know. Right. Hoppy. Wasn't Hoppy one. Um, (laughs) But so I was looking at this photo again and I don't know what my like third, fourth grade mind believed, but Now, just the scale is off. It looked super weird. Um, Mm -hmm. Like the waves were so much bigger than Nessie herself. And apparently the guy that took the photo like 40 years later admitted it was all a ruse. He was he taped a plastic dinosaur toy on top of a small submarine toy. And lo and behold. That's yeah, because like you said, it was small scale. It wasn't a picture of the middle of the lake. It was a Mm -hmm. I will say, I want to give you hope, though, because in our world, you know, we can't be arrogant enough to know that we are aware of all creatures. I know we mentioned last time that deep sea fish in the Mariana Trench are still being discovered. And the fact that, you know, things like a megalodon or um, prehistoric fish that we thought were extinct, like the oarfish, I think, and also um, like the coelacanth, like we thought they were extinct, but they are not. And Mm. so... I think there's opportunity there for sea serpents and monsters to exist and us not know. Maybe not that specific picture. I'm sorry, fourth grade Marissa. <laughs> that is, <laughs> you know, that's fine. You, it, it's nostalgia now, <laughs> but there's still opportunity for for things to be to be out there and existing. I, I think to me that was what was so fascinating about researching for cryptids is that. Whether or not the Loch Ness Monster, that photo was doctored, the idea of cryptozoology, it's a study and it's mm-hmm. its an actual, some people say it's pseudoscience, some people say that it's just plain science. And it's just studying unknown, legendary, extinct animals 
that the existence or survival to present day might be disputed, might be there might not be any proof, but it's still a field of study that's been around um, since like I found as early as 15th century BC. I don't know if you found like origins or anything like that. Well, I will say that for me, I always considered the origins of myths, legends, lore is from a misunderstanding of natural occurrences, legends and culture, and, you know, just things that across the globe that people needed to explain. And that's how things have evolved. So if you look at, say, dragons, obviously considered a fictional creature, but countless um societies have a, a version of a dragon in their myths why mm. that is i mean could it be based on like large lizards sea creatures whatever it is but it's just i think a very at a, almost a sort of um not unionized but like it's a it's a fact of nature that we were going to try and explain something and we come up with similar ideas for why something might have happened or what creature existed and the fact that it's just wild that everyone has a dragon and Yeti yeah. and Bigfoot like that. It's something that has, you know, crossed global borders without, you know, modern communication. So, yeah, that is yeah, fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I, and it's, there's something about cryptids that literally mesmerize people. And for like thousands of years, there's something right. about it. What, if you had to just like, for maybe your own personal experience, if you had to, summarize why people are so mesmerized by cryptids, why it's such a fascinating thing. What is it that it triggers within people? Like, what would you say? And just speaking from personal experience, I think people are attracted to the unknown. I think that it is scary and interesting and fun to believe in something that is speculation or maybe a myth. I also think that <clears throat> It would be nice to suspend disbelief and buy into the fact that maybe there is a creature that, you know, is running rampant across the United States, sucking the blood of goats. You know, <laughs> I think that's that that's just it's just fun. And also, um, I think a lot of people in in like and I know you said it, some people consider it pseudoscience, but whenever people research and look for actual evidence of, say, a bipedal Bigfoot like creature, like there's a lot of different, you know, pieces of evidence that point to perhaps something that that exists maybe it isn't you know these creatures of legend but could there be some sort of north american ape that has existed until recent times maybe you know yeah right especially if it's being documented you know as early as let's say like origin story let's say this is the first documentation of cryptozoology you're in 15th century bc egypt there's a queen Hatshepsut, and she's sending ships across the Red Sea. They've never explored the Red Sea before. They have no idea what's over there. They have no idea what's happening. She's sending ships and she's ordering people to bring back unknown animals. And so that's literally where this all started was unknown animals. Now yeah. we know we know these animals, but but for example, they were looking at what what they dubbed a long necked dragon. Okay. Now today we know that as a giraffe. Right. But back then, fair uh, enough. Look, right. Yeah. If you presented me and I had no schema for what a <laughs> what a giraffe was, and you dropped it in front of me, I'm like, 
Yes, long neck. Yep, that's <laughs> right. out. Yes, the tongue, the neck, the pattern. Like, yeah, that absolutely. Yeah, I think that's that's so wild to me. Is that you know, like all of these unknown animals? Because essentially, all the species that we know today were at that time unknown to mm-hmm. uh, to many of these people, and they were actually species that that's how we identify them. But back then, they were considered to be cryptids, which you yeah. know. That's just where things originated. Like they call in Egypt, they an African unicorn was an okapi, and then they didn't know what a <laughs> parrot was. So imagine like their Mothman was just like a really beautiful yep. parrot. Like it's just it, it's interesting. So speaking of Egypt, one of my favorite legends, and I remember watching this, and I think it was a History Channel or something like that. Whenever I was little, is the Salawa, which is a like a scary, basically ghost dog that's that was spotted in Egypt, and they associated it with um oh gosh uh various gods um i would assume um any jackal god or like seth or anubis or something like that like to where it would be or i guess Seth, um you know associated with like a a jackal or a dog but it's just like a ghost white dog that i think was a harbinger of death and uh, i mean as you like you said it's unknown animals but i I think a lot of people point to like it was probably some sort of fox or, you know, like like desert fox that, that people saw. But, you know, they didn't know what it was. They didn't have the proper mm. ways to describe it or say what, you know. So I just think that, yeah, it is fascinating to see what the origins actually were whenever they spotted an African unicorn. And right. I mean, some of these things, I'm not sure if you've seen. Um, I don't know if it's a musk deer. It's not a dick dick, but it's that deer that has like the holes in its face that. Mm. um Oh God! I maybe in the show notes we can show a picture of it because if I saw that in nature, I would assume that a, like a many-eyed demon was staring at me, and I would just I would take off. No, thank you. Get out of right. there. Um, yeah. Wow. I do the things it, that scare you and the things that scare me are very very different. <laughs> Fair enough. You're like, oh, a deer in the middle of a peaceful forest. How nice. Um, and you're like, get out of here. <laughs> hell no. I do think that um, it's interesting to see the division of cryptids, though, because you get some of these more natural ones that have natural explanations, right? So we have um, <clears throat> yetis and, uh, you know, sea serpents, um, anything that has, you know, a possible explanation in nature, and then the ones that kind of start leaning towards beasts of legend. Hmm. So whether that's like a thunderbird or... Um, Maybe something like the uh, Jersey Devil, Mothman, Flatwoods Monster, because I'm not going to s- I know that we said maybe they were sandhill cranes or an owl and people just mistook them. But it's like it took on a different life aside from yeah. just a creature. It was a a thing, you know, um, yeah. that's abducting humans or attacking us and just uh, ma- malevolent and nefarious in nature. So it's a weird way that they sort of dovetailed off of the original concept of what a maybe cryptid was. Yeah, I I do think that is interesting that what began as just discovery of new creatures and animals over time developed into this folklore and it has become so widely popular that there there is this element of mysticism that's been added to it, you know, to especially within the United States, I feel like with all of our cryptids, it's way different from just like historical cryptids. And like you said, yes. there is this line of, of, you know, what's been distinguished as having some like mystical element to it. 
versus just like the discovery of species. And I think it's part of human nature to just develop these things. And I, as I said before, like maybe it's because we're trying to look for an explanation that isn't there or you want to believe, you want to suspend disbelief. There has to be something out there that we don't know. And you'll see it happen over and over in society. So even as we, if we start thinking about urban legends and myths, you know, I know we mentioned the um, <clears throat> the urban legend of, oh, the killer was in the house or like the dog was licking the hand. These are more modern urban legends that have popped up in recent years. Same with some of the even um, social media trends like the Momo challenge and Slender Man, Smiling Man, just people gravitate towards creating these big bads that just, mm. you know, maybe they don't have proof of, or it just sounds like a scary time, but it evolves as more people listen. Yeah. And I think the same thing has happened for these cryptids within the United States, because I feel like each state has its own monster, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. or monsters, if we're talking about, I mean, most of them really. Um, so I think it's really fascinating to see how people just like take up the mantle as each generation goes on. And mm. so it might have started as the, you know, in the 50s, 60s, 70s, these UFO sightings and Mothman and these big things. And then now nowadays, you know, all of these scary, scary creatures that we just come up with. Mm. Yeah. And also, you know, at the same time, who's to say that if we're going back, we're talking thousands of years to where these cryptids were being discovered. And what if just over time, because, you know, there are many animals and species that have been extinct in our lifetime. So mm -hmm. what if it just like these cryptids stopped existing because they, right. they couldn't evolve with the times? Because let's say, you know, back in even dating back to the very first uh, Asian Bigfoot was uh, in uh, back still BC, Sanskrit literature. Um, they're referencing this monkey-like humanoid that has human intelligence, and they were named the Vanaras. And mm -hmm. there are tons of references in Sanskrit literature and Sanskrit epics that equate to this Asian Bigfoot. And we're talking about like BC, mm -hmm. you know? So the fact that yeah. it has morphed into this, you know, Bigfoot Yeti, who's to say that these creatures, you know, maybe they existed way back when, and maybe there's only a couple of them now. I mean, mm -hmm. like, who's really to say? Yeah. And plus, whenever you think about all of the various pieces of evolution and our, you know, genetic cousins that have no longer exist. And <clears throat> if you were to see one today or the, uh, the fossils of one today, you might misunderstand what it was thinking that mm. it's, not necessarily an ancestor, but maybe a monster. And, you know, yeah. look, we're, we're using our best guesses with a lot of this stuff, too. Like, if you are familiar with the whole drama around the brontosaurus not being a dinosaur because it was actually an apatosaurus where the skulls were switched, but someone, it was like a marketing ploy. Someone just came out and said, like, oh, this is a brontosaurus. And then, you know, Jurassic Park misrepresenting what, <laughs> and you know, what the fossils yeah. are actually indicating for a lot of these creatures. Like, it's... You know, it, I think it's, it's a mix of it, like, you know, historical pieces of information that have been, you know, like bastardized over time and yeah. just built upon. And, you know, eventually you end up with a Yeti or. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or something if we a just bit. boil it down. I will say that when we think about uh, the the different creatures, myths and legends in the United States, there are some 
I feel like we have to tear them out because there are some big boys that we all know. Mm. So the New Jersey Devil, the Mothman, Thunderbird, um, yeah, Chupacabra, stuff like that. But then as you drill down, you start to get some really interesting like hyper local creatures. I don't know if you came across this, but whenever I was just researching Ohio, I came, <laughs> I discovered the Loveland, Loveland Frogman. Um, oh, no. Never heard of it in my life. But apparently <laughs> in Loveland, Ohio, there was a bipedal frog humanoid creature that someone, it, it sounds like someone just uploaded a Wikipedia page and was like, <laughs> yep, that's it. But it's really fascinating to me that people are just so enamored by the fact that there are these creatures that they were like, yeah, well, I saw that frogman, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I do think it, it is, it is interesting because I wonder to what extent some of these places just like desperately want their own cryptid as like a town mascot or, you know, mm -hmm. because there, there are a ton of festivals across the U S that like we were talking about the Mothman festival. And I think the Flatwoods monster had its own festival. Yeah. Like, all of these festivals that are dedicated to uh, these cryptids that bring in a lot of tourism because people are fascinated. So who's to say that some of these places are just making up their own cryptids just to kind of draw attention? I don't know. Yes. So I'm going to ask a question I don't know the answer to, and it's just like a fuzzy memory in my head, but weren't <laughs> we discussing, or I was discussing with someone, the there's like a mythical creature that's a mascot for a town in Ohio, weren't we? Yeah. Or a town somewhere in, in Wisconsin, the Wisconsin. Hodag. Yes, the Hodag. <laughs> exactly yeah. this. Yeah, I think that was in season one. We were talking about it. Yeah, yep. the Hodag. Yes, and then you googled it, and you were like, "What the heck is this thing?" And it just makes no sense. It, it doesn't, and I, I, you know what? I'm just going to repeat history for a second <laughs> because I need to reintroduce to the the hodag. Yeah. So it's it's and that is a hyper local creature, yes. isn't it? Yep. And I know they claim that it was a hoax, but it took on its own life form as this cryptid that's in the middle of Wisconsin, right. and th this is the stuff I just. A plus. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so interesting to me. Like also it's funny because I do just have a fascination with towns and cities and their random mascots because like Santa Cruz and the banana slug just like what? is forever my favorite. Yeah. Santa Cruz, California, their mascot is a banana slug. Hey, okay. Well, we need to put yeah. a pin in that and discuss yeah. <laughs> at some point because that is. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. Season, season three, town mascots. <laughs> Actually, you okay? Hold on there. <laughs> like, okay, state season three, state pride, but it's not normal state pride. It's oh, interesting. All of the weird stuff, like taking shots of vodka and eating cheese after. I guess the state, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is that a thing? Okay, unless someone lied to me, I feel like I know. A couple people who live in Madison, Wisconsin, who, okay. who claim that like chasing shots with cheese was a thing. Maybe they were just lying to me, or that's they just look. It's if you're believable. gonna have to sell me on a chaser, cheese is great. I mean, right. I'm not gonna say so no. Funny, a shot of vodka and a cheese curd. <laughs> boop, boop. How interesting! Yeah, I can see that for Wisconsin because don't they also have the most bars per capita in the across the United States? Really. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Look, I'm I'm telling you, this this off the wall state pride is next season. Not to get off the rails here, but no, I'm, mascot. I would be down. 
uh common oh okay weird rituals weird meals there's some meals too like i've just read through some things on only in your state on like the weird food combinations that some states have that it just blows my mind hit me with one what what was the was the weird one you found I mean, one of them, which you're not going to find it this weird, I'm sure. But in Georgia, they're they're huge on tomato sandwiches. And it's just tomatoes and mayo. That's not a sandwich. And that's right. Like what <laughs> else is happening there? And they also are very particular about their their mayo, too, in Georgia. But so what? OK, just yeah, I'm a mayo fan. I, I need to know. Is it Dukes? It's Tell Dukes. Be, oh. It's Dukes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I don't know how to feel about that. It's yeah. that's a wet sandwich. That's what it is. And that, that's a disparage. I'm sorry. Georgians. <laughs> I, wet no, thank you. That would not travel well, that sandwich. Let's just say that. But oh my God. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm also not using the right tomatoes. You know, I know mm-hmm. that people get those like big beef steak heirloom, like real thick ones, and then okay. Yeah. Anyway, I think what we need to do is refocus a little bit and think about <laughs> We talked about cryptids and the fact that there are people who research it, who make a living or it is their hobby to just like dive into what these things are. What are the sightings? Mm-hmm. What are the evidence? How is it like a cultural rev- revolution and phenomenon? Like, and to me, that is amazing. I, I love it so much. And we're actually going to this season have guests on the show that will help us understand more fully this entire world, because <clears throat> I think it's easy to just chat about it and say, yeah, isn't that crazy? But I'd love to get more in-depth knowledge on some of these things, you know, because we're Absolutely. casuals, right? Like we're yeah. not pros. No, I think that's going to be great. I'm I'm so excited to talk to people that are considered experts in this field, because to mm-hmm. me, there, you know, there's only so much research you and I can do to for a, spar- a particular area or a cryptid versus these people that we're going to have on and interview them and talk to them about their years of experience and expertise. And probably I'm just excited to learn a lot more. I think especially about individual cryptids, mm-hmm. um, like we're going to be talking about Bigfoot more yes. and uh, skunk ape, hopefully, and mm-hmm. anyth- anything else off the top of your head that we're definitely going to cover. So there's going to be we're hopefully going to be touching upon something from Texas called um, the Texas Dog Man, which I've never heard of myself. Um, cool. Definitely Bigfoot, some maybe some UFO sightings, some of the creepiest things happening in Alaska as well. Um, and even if we can't get all of those on live segments, I think it'll be important for us to kind of circle back and discuss them, as well as how cryptids and this entire culture has an impact on society and how it's evolving. So I know we talked about in our Flatwoods episode, or actually the the West Virginia episode, how the Flatwoods monster and and Mothman have become a society staple. And there Mm. are 5K races and festivals and events all about these things that don't maybe probably don't exist. Mm. I don't know. I can't say. (laughs) So it's it's going to be a fun time and I'm really excited to kind of get these people on the show and pick their brains about, um, yeah, just about what, what the, the passion research they do. And our first guest is going to be, uh, Heather from a group called small town monsters. 
who is hyper local to my area. And that's how I stumbled upon them. But they produce, you know, films, books, events, and all about, you know, cryptids in the paranormal and just like these off the wall things. And it's going to be a great time. Yeah, I'm really excited. I took a deep dive on uh, their YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. And it's just so much fun. You can literally just spend hours browsing this small town monster content because it's just really well put together and well researched. And it's, it really is just enjoyable to watch. And not to dox myself, but, uh, in one of their movies, I, I helped them make it, um, in Momo, the Missouri monster available on Amazon. Ooh, (laughs) dropping the link in the show notes. It's a good time. Yeah. That's awesome. uh, yeah, it's it's it was a lot of fun and I love what they do and they take it very very seriously and it, yeah, so if you're ever in- interested in in learning more. So, yeah, that's going to be coming up in these special episodes. Uh, I think we're also going to get back to our state episodes as well and maybe mix in some of the cryptozoology and things that we learn as we go on. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to dive into uh, cryptids with Heather. That's going to be mm-hmm. a, a lot of fun, that conversation. And then, uh, we're going to focus a lot on Ohio for a little bit because there's a lot going on just in that area in particular and a festival mm-hmm. that you're going to be attending, which is very cool. Yes. It's going to be monster fest on June 3rd in Canton, Ohio. And I'm going to attend, hopefully get some footage and interviews and just like, there are some big names like, in the, in the space. There's some big names attending. So I'm very excited and we're going to get some, you know, exclusive content for our listeners and readers. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then also for the Ohio episodes, I've done a lot of, I'll just say I've done a lot of urban exploration for the some of the places that we're going to be talking about. So I would love to share some of my, uh, some of the media that I've, I've taken over the years. So definitely. Cool. Can't wait. Yeah. Everybody stay tuned. More cryptids coming at you this season. <laughs> If you're up for an audio adventure, we will be exploring local lores and legends in the U.S. on Season 2 of Not Your Average Bucket List, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. So make sure to like, subscribe, and join us. Only in Your State is an award-winning travel publisher that uncovers hidden gems and local favorites across the U.S. We have a presence in all 50 states with a passionate following of fellow travelers looking to get out and explore. Head on over to OnlyInYourState.com to find the best attractions in your backyard and beyond.